Blog Talk Radio. What's up, guys? You're listening to Wide Open Radio, the nation's number one motorcycle talk radio show, with your hosts, Courtney Lambert and Dave Withrow. Hear real talk discussions about the latest custom motorcycle news and events. Now grab a drink and have a seat, because we're about to get started. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Wide Open Radio. I'm your host, Courtney Lambert. I'm super excited about tonight's show. I have a guest coming on who I've wanted to have on for a long time, a friend of mine, Bobby Seeger of Indian Larry Motorcycles. So we're going to bring him on in just about five minutes. I want to make sure that I go over some of the events that have been going on over the past week since we talked last, because believe it or not, even with it being January, there's a ton of stuff going on right now. So uh, first and foremost, Baddest Bagger last week in Kansas City was a great show. I wasn't able to attend, but I got a lot of feedback from people who did attend. And I'm going to go over the results for you real quick in case you haven't heard yet. Uh, I'm not going to hit all places, but I will go over the first place winners of each category. So stop class, first place was a 2015 Road Glide by Steve Lowe. Modified class, first place was 2009 Road Glide, uh, Travis Kaw. Radical Class, first place, was a 2015 Road Glide by DA Performance, uh, who I heard cleaned up. Those are our friends who have been on the show before, and I heard they did a great job out there. Uh, Pro Open Class, first place, was a, was a 2006 Road Glide from Gary Lindsay. The American Bagger Editor's Choice was a 2011 Road Glide from Carlton Tucker. Urban Bagger Editor's Choice. Again, DA Performance with the 2015 Road Glide. Cool. We had uh, Brian Clock on last week. It was a 2013 Road Glide by Larry House. Then we had the Ass Kicker Custom Bagger Pick, another one of the guests that we've had on before, Lynn Edmondson from Ass Kicker. They chose a 2014 Road King by Curly's Custom Cycles, who's also been on the show before. And then Best Paint by Raw Edge was the 2010 Road King by DA Performance. Again, uh, 2016 Baddest Bagger of Kansas City, the ultimate prize was the 2009 Road King from Bryce Summers, which is DA Performance. So DA Performance definitely racked up on that show. It was a great show for them and a few other builders that we've had on the show before. So that is really cool to be able to bring to you guys. Uh, we're looking forward to Daytona Bike Week. 75th anniversary is coming up in six short weeks. I can't believe it. We've been stressed out here at the shop already trying to get everything ready, and I know all of you guys are doing the same thing. Uh, the next Baddest Bagger will be there. Uh, you're also going to see the Big Wheel Bagger Parts and Builder Review fundraiser ride for Kaylee Schneider there. You've heard us talk about that several times on the show. And, guys, it came around so much quicker than we even thought. It was right after Daytona in October that uh, Kip Schneider found out that his daughter, Kaylee, uh, was diagnosed with cancer, and the guys from Big Wheel Bagger Parts and Builder Review, the Facebook page, all came together very quickly, started organizing this event, and at the time, we were like, oh, it's like six months away, we've got plenty of time, well, now it's only six, keep bringing you updates on that to let you know exactly what's going on, but as far as I know, uh, the ride is still scheduled to start at the Speedway in Daytona, so uh, we'll bring you more as it comes to us. Also, in coordination with that, you guys got to go to James Patience's Facebook page. Uh, he's kind of heading up the skate deck art that's being sold. It's being auctioned off to benefit Kaylee Schneider. 
Guys, these painters are bringing their baddest artwork. It looks amazing. You have to go to James's page and check that out. Now, I'm also going to be posting a review for a product that was sent to me. Uh, you'll see that on WideOpenRadioShow.com. Killer Wax sent uh, a little package of their products for me to try out. And I used them on the bikes that we put in the show at Thunder by the Bay here in Sarasota a couple of weeks ago. So uh, I'll be doing a blog entry to tell you all about the Killer Wax product. Um, Full Throttle Builder Invitational is coming up here at Stake and, uh, Quaker Steak and Lube in Clearwater. Uh, there's a lot of bike events that go on there. If you guys are Floridians, you know that there's a weekly bike night every Wednesday at Quaker Steak and Lube. Huge bike night. They usually bring 1,500 to 2,000 bikes every single week, which is crazy. But uh, Full Throttle Magazine here in Florida does this builder invitational, and I think they do like $20,000 in cash prizes, which is unheard of. You don't ever hear of shows doing that these days. So it's it's really cool. And that's this coming weekend, I believe starting tomorrow, actually. Now, IMS is still, the circuit's still going with that. Last week, IMS was in Miami here in Florida. Uh, I posted a really cool video on our page for you guys to see. It's kind of a summary video that shows the entire show, and it's, it's really cool. So if you guys want to go to the Wide Open Radio Facebook page, you can see that there. That's the Miami IMS. Next, IMS starts tomorrow, and that one's in Dallas at the K. Bailey Hutchinson Convention Center. It lasts Friday through Sunday, and if you go to the IMS Facebook page right now, you can save 25% on a one-day adult ticket. So if you're thinking of going out there, I know I saw that the guys at All-Star Baggers, they're going to have a place there. Um, I don't know who, I'm not sure if Rick Fairless is going to be out there. I haven't spoken to him this week, but um, a lot of the a lot of the people that you know in the industry will be at that Dallas IMS show. So if you're in the area, make sure you go check that out. Again, that's going to be at the K. Bailey Hutchinson Convention Center. Um, last but not least, before we bring on our guest of the night, I want to tell you about a sponsorship that we have going on with Wide Open Radio. Um, Easton Ellis is up in Fort Oglethorpe, Georgia, and he races dirt bikes. We decided we were going to sponsor him because this little kid, he's, He's seven or eight. I think he's eight now. Um, he races a little KTM 50, and I believe every single race they've entered him in in the last year, he's taken home. If not first place, he's taken home a prize. Um, he He's a cool little kid. So we're, we're excited to see where he goes, and we're going to back him as much as we can along the way. So we just sent our first little package out to him. He should be getting that tomorrow, and uh, we sent him – a carbon fiber fly racing helmet that is chosen color. It's neon pink. So I'm excited to see uh, how he reacts when he gets that. So uh, keep your eyes open for Easton Ellis. We'll be posting some stuff on our Facebook page and on our website. All right. So that wraps up pretty much everything that's been going on in the industry over the past week since the last episode. Just wanted to catch you guys up on that and tell you what's going to be coming up uh through the next week or so. And uh, now we're ready to bring on our feature guest of the night. So uh, if you guys are familiar with Indian Larry Motorcycles, I don't know anybody who's not, uh, Bobby Seeger is going to be on with us tonight. So go ahead, um, get yourself situated, because we're going to be talking to him for just a little while tonight. Bobby, you with us? Bobby, you there? Huh? I'm here. Hey, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing all right. How are you guys? Good, good. 
Um, so I'm excited to have you on. I know I've talked to you about this before in the past, but um, this is the first time that you've been on the show, so I'm anxious to see what you guys have going on up there in New York. You uh, have a lot going on right now. I know it's probably freezing cold up there, no? Yeah, it's, it's – I wouldn't say freezing cold, but if I lived in Florida and I had to come up here, I would say <laughs> freezing cold. I think it's nice. I, I like the, the 20, 30-degree weather. It's good. Um, you said keep the <laughs> body moving. It's <laughs> too much for me. Well, I want to give everybody a little bit of background on you first, and then I want to kind of lead into the company. Um, one of the things that we do on the show, Bobby, is – I like to make people kind of feel like they're just overhearing a conversation that we're having, so it's really casual. And I really want people to kind of get to know you as a person better and learn more about your company too. So um, can you tell me a little bit about how you first developed an interest in motorcycles? Um, I had a cousin that was in a bike club in the 80, like 80, 81, and uh, – and that's what got me into liking them, you know, pretty pretty simple like that. Um, that's also yeah. what got me to like to stay away from bike clubs. Gotcha. In, in you got to see of, a lot of stuff I've at an early no age. To, to get into one or or be in one, but yeah, yeah. So like that's early age. I loved it, but uh, it's just rules. You get the <laughs> you get many things. You get something that's pretty neat. You get to ride. You get to kind of be on your own to a certain extent. I like all those things. And I didn't have the money to get a motorcycle early. I wasn't like some some guys that had uh, the dirt bikes and things like that. Yeah, rode other people's dirt bikes, but I didn't get my own. And, and I've ended up my first bike being a full dresser. Really? Um, yeah, yeah, of all things. Um, and I actually love it. I think full dress is rule. And, uh, if that's the, if that would have been the direction to have gone in. Uh, I'm very pro dresses. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. so at what age did you start riding your own bike? Um, my early 20s. I'm 45 okay. now, so pretty much... Went along with that route. Um, okay. Yeah, and it's. Uh, I did a number of years of no riding, and it was all focused on business and and uh, travel and um, you know stuff along those lines. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, there was no no opportunity to really do any riding. You know. Yeah. I feel a little yeah. delirious. I don't. Uh, I don't do any riding. But the last yeah. four years, I've done a tremendous amount of riding. Well, that's cool. Um, it's it's hard whenever you own a business to find the time to ride. So I think a lot of people can probably relate to that. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I had stuff happening, and I just thought, you know what? I haven't been on a motorcycle in a number of years, uh, you know, really been on a motorcycle. And I said, you know what, I'm yeah. going to be on a motorcycle more than I'll be in a van, a truck, or a car. And, yeah. Um, I've been pretty successful with that. I'll, uh, you know, I do a lot of errand running uh, when I'm home yeah. or if I go away somewhere. 
you know, like I've seen you plenty of times on the go. Um, and I always put a couple of motorcycles in a van. Sometimes that's the easiest means to get into a destination. And You know, I just came back three days ago from California, and that was, oh, you know, just, that was great. I got to, uh, you know, go all around from Sacramento down to L.A. to Long Beach, you know. Very cool. It has to be a lot easier to get around on a motorcycle where you're from, too. Oh, it's great. It's great. Whether it's, uh, you know, daytime, nighttime, um, I pretty much have realized I'll go riding if it's, like, say, 30 degrees and up. Then it's good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's all in the excitement of just being on a motorcycle. And and over here, it's... uh, like defensive driving, defensive riding, one on one, you know. Yeah, I yeah. bet. Oh. <laughs> and if you're listening and and you're not familiar, you're in Brooklyn, right? So you're like right in the middle of everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm in Brooklyn, New York, and and uh, the cast of characters they're everywhere. <laughs> the real cast I of bet. characters are right here. They don't give a shit. I bet. <laughs> now, at what point, Bobby, did motorcycles become your career? Has it always been? Has it always been what you've done for a living, or was there a point where that kind of became more than just a hobby? Um, it was. It was something that um, I pretty much got talked into. Um, mm-hmm. I never wanted it to be uh, the everyday thing, and. Um, the the one that talked me into it was Larry. So <clears throat> I have him to blame. Uh, unfortunately, I can't yell at him right now. But uh, yeah, that is that is the one. Yeah. So, How did uh, that come about? Uh, just from hanging out with him, a lot of a whole lot of hanging out. Um, yeah. A lot of mutual friends. Been around a bunch. And, um. I don't know. I just had a few few ideas. Uh, never wanting to be in business myself. And right. then, then it just turned. It turned fast. He didn't have a good yeah. arrangement with somebody he was dealing with and uh, didn't like it. You know, then it was on to the fast track of, hey, everything's changing. You know, we're going to be partners. My wife, Elisa, and I, and uh, Larry, and just got on the fast track to, okay, what can we do? Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's good. It's good. It's crazy. I wouldn't say it was like the dream. You know, I'd say the dream was to have a little family, a house, and a couple of motorcycles. So I've kind of gotten close to that that <laughs> side that I wanted, you know? Yeah. How, when you first Uh-oh. came on with Larry... What were your responsibilities like then compared to now? Because things have changed a lot, obviously. Yeah, things changed a lot. You know, people between the time Larry was here to passing and the different, you know, basically I like to refer to everybody as on the same team or the same plate. Um, But people change. People, you know, grow and go. Um, I'd say 
I, I make a few more decisions now than I did in the beginning with Larry. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, overall, it's good. You know, um, I, I wish I didn't make any decisions, but <laughs> that's not the that's not the, the path. I mean, like in the beginning, the whole goal was to keep Larry's name up, even when he was alive, to get his name out more, uh, have his name in life, and um, that's something that we've been successful in when he was alive mm-hmm. and when he passed. You know, and that's the number one goal is to keep it up. Well, that's good. That's good. You yeah. guys are doing a good job of keeping his name in the forefront, definitely, because there's people – it's been almost 12 years now since he passed, right? Yeah, this uh, August of 2016 would be 12 years. Okay. So there's people now who are in their 20s who – weren't even really old enough at that point to really have an interest in in motorcycles in general, but they still know the name and they know the brand. So you guys are definitely doing a good job of keeping that alive. Well, I, I not everybody on the team likes to hear the word baby steps, but I believe uh, baby steps will will keep that steady foundation going. Yeah, for sure. Now, have you guys? It seems like. It seems like the focus of the business as far as the the style and all that has stayed the same. I mean, you guys are still producing the same style of bikes, it seems like, right? We are. We've changed a few things, but it's more of a quality thing. Uh, Mm -hmm. Whether it's new material or a new product comes out or we make new product, you know, that's that's about the only changes. We haven't jumped into... Parts for dirt bikes, mini bikes, baggers, you know, we haven't done any of that. I mean, there's been people that have asked us to do stuff, and and we haven't. Um, You know, there's a few things that we're going to make some changes for for 2016. We're kind of rolling in at a good pace, and, um, you know, we do anywhere between eight and ten motorcycles a year. Um, and of course, all of them have some similarity to the bikes, the, the handful of bikes Larry actually built. And that's the goal. It's why sway from, you know, the recipe. There's no reason to. Yeah, yeah. No, he definitely had a very cool style going, and it's he kind of had that. The bikes that he built and that you guys are doing now have that timeless style. There's always going to be a market for it, I think, you know, and a lot of a lot of really cool um, things that I, I don't see anybody else doing. So I think that's cool. Are you able to keep that alive? Because I mean, are do you still have people working in the shop who were there when he was there? There's a couple. There's not many. We we got a small crew. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we kind of like it like that, um, and you know, we we roll on comfort first. Not to be too comfortable, but yet comfort. We know that we have a, a worldwide recognizable brand, and um, mm-hmm. we're not looking to abuse it or really whore it out. And yeah. I'd say that you know, for the most part, we we try to, you know, throw on the table what we think we can take on, and try not to take on too much. Right. Now, speaking of that, you said that you guys do about eight or so builds a year. So 
how do you decide who you're going to build for? Because I'm sure you have more than eight people come looking for one of these bikes that has the Indian Larry name on it. So how do you choose who you're going to build for and who gets one of these motorcycles? Well, it, we can only do so much in a day. So, like, that's what keeps us at, at the number in that, mm-hmm. you know, in the 8 to 10. Um, and whether or not, you know, a person, it all really comes down to who can afford it, and, um, mm-hmm. you know, who rides motorcycles. Now, obviously, somebody right. that is excited about them, likes it, maybe they saved their money or they made their money as they got a little older and they want one more like a trophy. We try to mm-hmm. encourage people that ride motorcycles that have interest in them to get one. <clears throat> right. You know, um, and, okay. and kind of go along those lines. You know, so it's not like we just pick and choose who, who can, who can't. You know, we get to, hey, this is what we can do in this amount of time. You know, every so often, the 9 and 10 bike, um, mm-hmm. they're extra in the sense that we will build one or two for maybe a, an event or just to have one or two extra for the garage, and uh, then they eventually get sold. Yeah. Now, what is a typical time timeline for one of your builds? How long do people usually have uh, to wait? Like four or five months. Um, it, it That's really, really depends. quick. It depends on what they like. Yeah, some of them go eight, nine months, you know, it's, it really, it depends. It depends on the uh-huh. size of the person, what they'd like, um, you know, and what we're willing to do. There's, there's people that come with their own ideas, and uh, knowing a good chunk of people that are in the motorcycle industry, I'm good to just turn people on to them. You know, I say, right. hey, oh, you like that style, you know, maybe Billy Lane's doing? Okay, listen, let me give you his number, because I don't think we'd be the right fit, you know, where a lot of people will go, oh, no, 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 come over here. Let me take your money. I go, I'd rather have you be happy and, you know, take what may potentially turn into aggravation for both of us. Take it to the person that you're really thinking about. Yeah. I think that's where it's beneficial for us. Yeah. You know, why play games? That's Uh the way I see it. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about, like, if we were to walk into your right now, what can people see there? Because I I know that people have been on your Facebook page, more so your Instagram page. You guys are really good with your Instagram page. Um, All the pictures look so cool. Like, it looks like somewhere you just want to go and hang out. So if somebody were to come and visit, what what do they see there? What's going on? Well, there there are a number of people I like to come and hang out. You know, me being <laughs> one of them, I like to just come and hang out. But uh, what yeah. they'll see is, that, you know, they'll see a showroom that, you know, some like it, some don't like it because we put some of the original bikes on shelves so that, you know, anywhere from the adults climbing on it to the kids climbing on it. Uh, yeah. To us, they're like timeless pieces that we want people to enjoy. You know, if it's me to go out and go riding. Um, but chances are I'm going to break something or I'll leave the bike in the rain. And then, you know, if we replace something, I'm not going to be able to say to somebody, hey, that's an original Indian Larry bike. I'm going to have to, you know, be full of shit and say it is or, you know, I prefer to be as straight as I can, you know. 
So what they'll get is they'll get to see a showroom with some original bikes and some collectible items and some merch and uh, maybe some parts that'll work on their bike. And then there'll be, uh, you know, big glass window, big sliding door that go into the shop. And in the shop area, you'll see, um, you'll see right now you'll see two bikes wrapping up um, that we're very excited about. If they're going to be uh, pretty good pieces of of uh, motorcycles for us. Um, and then you'll see we've got a couple of bikes in the works now. I believe four other bikes are in pieces, you know, and uh, the pieces to each puzzle is getting put together a little bit at a time. Um, okay. And there's, a, you know, some offices. There's, you know, some local graffiti writers, beautiful murals, some old signs, you know. And uh, Very cool. in the back room, we do everything else. All the fab work, frames. I got one guy who's just making frames. We, we don't keep up with what um, the demand. And it's kind of okay mm-hmm. because... You know, we again, we just like to roll on comfort. If we were to do so much more, then it would kind of like cheapen it. We don't want to cheapen it. Right. Now that makes sense. How many? How many of the original bikes do you still own? Oh, we've got four of them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you think you'll ever see any more of those come back to you? Like, as the owners get older and start selling their stuff off, does that ever happen? Um, this, no, no. Pe- people ask us for stuff, uh, to either buy stuff or can they buy, and uh, mm-hmm. we don't want to buy anything from anybody. Uh, most of it's bullshit. So, you know, yeah. at the end of the day, Larry's only built a handful of bikes. And, right. Uh, I won't say that I know all the bikes because I, I definitely wouldn't be the one that knew all of the bikes, but I do know of a number of them. And, uh, you know, they're not... Yeah. Uh, you know, okay. Not, we, we're not interested right now. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> now, you mentioned um, being able to see parts that may work on other people's bikes, and you guys, you guys make a lot of really cool parts um, that I've seen. So, can you tell us a little bit about the parts in your line, what people can find, and what they may be able to purchase from you guys? Sure. I, we've got you know some nice simple stuff from points covers, derby covers. Uh, foot pegs, um, down to handlebars, risers. We've got a new line of triple trees that are coming. They'll be out in about 30 days. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> little kind of collectibles. We've got some different ones coming for uh, down to vinyl, down to, not vinyl, down to valve stem caps. I mean, um, push rod collars. Um, I know we, we've got something that probably won't be out I would say till maybe the end of March, and that'll be mm-hmm. like a shorter floorboard. Uh, people can buy fenders, pans, frames. Um, okay. So we've got a little variety. We don't have like a, a lot of people have a lot of stuff. We don't we don't offer a lot of stuff. Yeah, that's okay though, because that everything that you offer is cool looking and it, it's original. Yeah, we just try to kind of first go with what we do with the one-off motorcycles for guys, and we go mm-hmm. from there. Maybe something new gets developed, that gets into the fold, and that's, we just keep on moving. Yeah. 
Now, you guys have done some bikes for corporations or partners and stuff recently. I've noticed the one, the Metzler bike, that's been out on display at all the events. Um, what type of companies have you guys done builds for, like the Metzler bike? Um, just a few companies, um, kind of on the, a bigger scale, like Metzler. Uh, there's been mm-hmm. a couple that we've built bikes for that didn't really want any press, which is kind of funny. But they they <laughs> yeah. want it to be like a showpiece in their, uh, whether it's their big showroom or, you know, for the, the different businesses that are out there. So that's mm-hmm. it's a little weird, but yet it's pretty neat. It's yeah. kind of like uh, <clears throat> when somebody finds it one day, they can wipe it down and see that it's a little pearl. Yeah. Yeah, you know, oh, that's really cool. But for us, we've documented everything we've done, and uh, we don't put up everything. I don't think, mm-hmm. you know, that's, it's kind of like magazines. We don't, not all of our bikes have been featured in, in magazines. But uh, we're very grateful for the few that we kind of just, like, uh, paired up with different magazines in the industry and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, watch them unfold. Yeah. No, that's that's cool. Um, you guys have built a lot of bikes for celebrities. Can you name some of lot. the celebrities? Who... There's a couple of guys. There's not a lot. Yeah, like <clears throat> you know, some some people they you know just because they maybe they're more recognized in in the street. Uh, that doesn't mean that we would just do something for them. Yeah, it's nice. Right. To, collaborate, say, with somebody that uh, you may see on a billboard or in a, a full-page ad for something that's coming out. But it doesn't always work out. Yeah. Can't always get what you want. <laughs> oh. Do you? Is it common to have well-known people seek you guys out for builds? Um, yeah, some come through. You know, sometimes it's people in their family that's more into it than them. And um, and we just kind of take it on a day-by-day, day, you know. There's a lot of people in that business that they come and it's like they're trying to blow smoke up our ass. And, you know, really, uh, they put their pants on the same way, so they're, they're yeah. really no different, you know, whether they're, yeah. they're going to come in and, handle with some money and we get moving on a on a nice project together or, you know, they keep dreaming and we just keep moving <laughs> at what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. Which we're comfortable oh, that's, with. You know? Yeah. No, it's a good way to do business too because, like you said, everybody puts their pants on the same way. Um, speaking of pants, one of the things I want to talk about is your – I guess it's like a sister company. Um, I know Elisa does a lot of the merchandise and apparel and stuff like that. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, well, that was that's her that was her primary background, and <clears throat> that was you know one of the original things getting involved. Um, other than being like you know a principal partner, um, uh-huh. she she also she does all the Indian Larry stuff. She's got a whole bunch of different Indian Larry stuff coming out, which is all looking really good. Um, yeah. Then she's got a, it started off as a men's store and it's turned into a little bit of women's, but a lot of men's stuff. And the primary focus is uh, American-made products. We figured, you know, 
at the end of the day, we live here. We want to try to support American-made companies. Now, that doesn't happen 100% because a lot of stuff is done overseas. So we, we, but we try to do our best, and whether it's pants, boots, uh, the, the couple of helmets that are actually made here to um, jackets and gloves and, you know, <clears throat> riding accessories to, to just some neat outfits for characters. That yeah. No, you guys have a lot of really good-looking stuff. I was on the Genuine Motor Work site the other day, and even you kind of breezed over the women's stuff, but there was still a lot of really cool stuff on there, and you guys do a really good job of, the photographs and and displaying that stuff. It's just a really cool style. Ah, thank you. It's uh the majority of it is my wife. She's the one that's usually laying out, you know, product buying product. Um, yeah, she's the machine. She has a couple of people <laughs> that are good, you know, that are in the that are in Genuine Motor Works, and then a couple of people inside Indian Larry that you know, uh, that are on her team, you know, with their primary purpose is website and, and store and packing and selling and layouts. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's good. It's pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah. No, you guys do a really good job with that. Um, you mentioned also being on the road and in your van. You are all over the place. I don't think that I've seen many people travel as much as you. And Corey and I laugh because every time we see you post something or we talk to you, you're in a different state or different country or something. Um, do you you said you were just in California. So were you out there? Did you go to IMS or what was going on out there? No, no. We we hadn't been up to Sacramento in a, in a number of years. So uh, Dave Nichols and Elisa were talking about us going up to it. Uh, going to mm-hmm. hit a couple of easy rider shows. So that, okay. that parlayed into, okay, we'll go to Sacramento. But um, we actually, this is one of the few times I actually just flew. I, I do love driving, but with a bunch of other obligations, I couldn't I couldn't take on the driving. Um, right, so right. Our wholesale guy, Aaron, he went out. Uh, I met up with him in San Diego. We went to New York Mike's. He owns uh, San Diego Harley-Davidson. We went out to visit him, and then from there we drove up to Sacramento. We did the Easy Rider show, which was a great, great, you know, weekend in Sacramento. Good crowd. um, Good buzz. A lot of good buzz. A lot of, you know, social media people that had seen us, um, you know, through the social media eyes. So they came out, which is very nice um, to know that, you know, that we still can shake a little vibe and people dig what we're doing. and um, So that's good. Uh, then we went snowboarding, shot down to Vegas, got back into California, and pulled the bike out wow. of the van and just went riding. <laughs> that's awesome. You probably needed a break. Uh, it was good. It was overall, it was good. You know, yeah. then we wrapped it up with yeah. going to Long Beach to another Easy Rider show. Wow. Yeah, so that was good. How how were those shows? I've been seeing a lot posted from them. Were they okay? Yeah, they're pretty good. You know, they're one of the long-running shows, and um, it's good. You know, it's, it's nice. I know a good number of people that are 
either working it or their business is involved. So that part's nice. Good. Good. People I haven't seen um, for a while. Good laughs. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Do you have what does your 2016 event calendar look like? You have a lot of stuff planned. Well, right now it's um, this weekend we're in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, okay. Then we're off. We got some in-house stuff to do for about two weeks. Then we're in mm-hmm. uh, Nashville for another Easy Riders. <clears throat> and then uh, from Nashville, we'll be in Ohio, Easy Riders. Then I think we're home for, you know, 10 days or something. Then we'll be down in Daytona for two weeks. Or, okay. You know, Are you guys setting up weeks. in Daytona? No, I, I think we'll do a couple of bikes down and, and ride around. That's what I like doing yeah. best. That's that better. You're not tied to the booth. <laughs> so we'll see you there for sure. There's going to be a ton of people there. That's going to be a big year. Um, what about Wednesday specifically? Yeah. yeah, it is. And everybody's already talking about for the past two months not being able to find a place to stay because everything's sold out. And it's, it's going to be interesting. Um, I want to talk a little about an event that I've never been to, but um, something that sounds really cool I'd like to get to eventually. Um, You guys do the block party every year, right? Yeah, so this year is our 13th block party, and it's always on the third Saturday in September. This year it happens to be the 17th. Okay. Yeah. What what happens during your block party? Like what? It's it's more than a day, right? No, no, it's a one day. I mean, we oh, do okay. throw we throw a party the night before. We're usually good to go to Duff's, um, a local metal bar. Um, they open the doors to us and and everybody that comes into town. It's great. Um, and then we set up. We get about I think it was a little over six thousand people showed up last year. So wow. that was great. <clears throat> um, and what we do is we, there's about eight bands that play. We block down a, a couple of streets in Brooklyn. Um, everything works well with the police, the bike clubs, people. Um, <clears throat> we barbecue three pigs, um, hamburgers, hot dogs, uh, dunk tank. Uh, there's kid stuff, face painting, balloon making. There's a couple of vendors. We don't go crazy with vendors. Um, but we do have a bunch, and, you know, and then we, we go through 20 kegs of beer and shit and 10 in the morning wow. to five, five, five thirty at night. <clears throat> so, wow. and then we just, all the money that we raise from what we, we sell in merch and, uh, we sell bracelets, stuff like that, to, you know, all the, for the drinking donated by Coney Island beer, um, which turns out to be great. All the money goes to a foundation that Elisa had started and runs. and uh, So it turned out to be pretty good, you know. Very cool. Very that cool. That happens no matter um, what. So. Can, you, can you tell us a little bit about the foundation that Elisa started? Is that something we can talk about? Sure, sure. Um, so Elisa and I had two kids, my son Aiden and Sienna, Aiden happened to get a, a rare brain disease, 
just before his seventh birthday. Mm-hmm. And um, he learned, it's called adrenal leukodystrophy, or uh, ALD for short. Mm-hmm. Uh, we bounced around from doctors in Minnesota to doctors in North Carolina at Duke. <clears throat> Wound up going to Duke, and uh, it was it's too far gone for him. The the white matter on the brain was too much, but he had a you know his numbers were good even with that. And the uh, stem cell transplant and uh, you know everything took, but that it just didn't work out. So. Yeah. He spent about ten ten months in the hospital. It's crazy. Ten months, four million dollars, and uh, wow. Just in just in legal doctors, you know, medical stuff, and mm-hmm. then a, a pile of other bills on the side after that. And so we figured that we had such a strong uh, <clears throat> support group that just blew up, where there was twenty thousand people on Facebook and. Um, so, you know, Elisa was determined to have adrenal leukodystrophy added to the newborn screening list. She actually made a promise mm-hmm. to him. And so she got that done within a year, which is, wow, you know, a mild, you know, it's just unbelievable. Um, yeah. But that got done in a year, and that's only in New York State. So in New York State, there's been, I'll take a guess, because I'm not really all that hip to every bit of numbers, but there's right. about 60 kids so far that have been diagnosed and that are being treated from, from birth. That's not counting wow. the siblings, the cousins, you know, uh, because you don't know until it, it happens, because I never heard of it, at least I never heard of it. So yeah. then it just rolled from there to where she said, you know, hey, I'm starting a foundation, you know, and there's been Aiden rides in West Virginia, um, there's going to be one in Philly, there's going to be one this year in Miami, there's going to be, um, there's been a couple, of, obviously, in New York, um, mm-hmm. they'll be in Virginia Beach, uh, I know Yaffe, You did one in Sturgis oh, last year, too, out. right? We did our first one in Sturgis, yes, um, then I think that there's going to be one in Arizona, from what I understand, and one in right. California. So okay. really, the goal is to help other families that were that are in the same situation as us. Whether it's uh, sending them blankets, sending them stuff that they mm-hmm. need in the hospital to eat just to get through the day, because uh, mm-hmm. most of the outcomes aren't the greatest. Right. So, um, it so must the end not result be after. Get... Go ahead. No, what's that? I was just going to say, it must not be as rare as I always thought that it was, because I've always heard you and, and other people in our circle, you know, whenever they talk about it, they say that it's it's rare. But you just said that there's 60 kids in New York since you guys had this past who have been diagnosed and treated since birth. So it must not be as rare as I assumed if there's been that many in this short period of time, you know? Well, that's 60 that are detected over three and a half years now. Yeah, yeah. It's still pretty it's rare. Not, yeah, it's rare, but I, I just, I didn't know that, I mean, 60 kids is a lot of kids, you know, and that's awesome that you guys, you guys made that happen, you know? That's right. awesome. Well, I mean, when you, I think, I'm, I'm not exactly sure again on the numbers, 
I think there's over 300,000 births in New York in a year. Okay. Yeah, so also, small like, number compared to California, that. California, Texas, New York. Like, that's the way the numbers go. There are more births mm-hmm. in California than Texas than New York. And so there's kids daily getting diagnosed that are basically Yeah. Fine. You know. Yeah. And it doesn't matter, you know, Canada, France, you know, um, black, white, don't matter. You know, yeah. it's just that it's dead. You know, some of the kids can get stem cell transplants or get treatment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's nothing nothing being, uh, you know, people aren't able to do. So, Is there a chance? Made some good strides. Yeah. I mean, you guys are constantly... You guys are constantly fighting for that, and I, I just think it's awesome. Is there a chance? Do you guys see a chance of the testing spreading past New York? Yeah. Uh, right now, Senator Schumer has the paperwork um, between his team and Elisa, Elisa and her team. They're um, they're going over the wording and everything, and <clears throat> it should be it should be before this month's over that it gets introduced to being across the country. Good. You so, guys are awesome. You know, Chuck Schumer is the guy. He's the senator that's got, you know, <clears throat> he's got the uh, he's got the the thumb, I'd say. Yeah. 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 Well, good. Good. Um. So you said there may be a ride in Arizona. Will that? Do you know if that'll be during Arizona Bike Week? We have a lot of listeners that go to that event. I don't know. I do know that. Okay. Mr. and Mrs. Yaffe were talking about doing something. <clears throat> they want to, uh, you know, be involved. I also know, like, okay. Paul's going to ship a bike here to do the Aiden ride. I believe it's the first Sunday in June. I think that's June 5th. Okay. <clears throat> and and so, like, we've had, I think, 320 people came last year. The first year, there was a little over 300 also. Wow. Which is pretty good, you know. The highway police, yeah, beautiful. They they open the door for us. They, you know, they already have the paperwork in before us asking because they want to see it happen. You know, obviously it's nice. a, a tight bike kind of community, and uh, so we're very grateful for that. Yeah, yeah, no, that's you guys do a great job with it. Um, so. What else do you guys have going on? Is there anything with Indian Larry Motorcycles looking to the future that we can look forward to that you can tell us about, or are things just kind of trucking along as normal? No, things are trucking along as normal. You know what? We don't want to try to reinvent the wheel. That's what most people want yeah. to do. We don't want to do that. <clears throat> we just want to, like, caress the wheel that we have. You know? Yeah. Try to make a few things a little better here and there. Um Make a little bit more product, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, it's good. You know, we're not looking to get out and take the whole prize bag home, but we're just looking to get mm-hmm. out, keep making what we like and what we believe other yeah. people like. You know, and uh, you know, our motorcycles we're, we're happy and we're proud that they're functioning and you know they look cute. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> yeah. And it's good. It's all good. Good. Bobby, if you took a bike out of the shop right now to ride tonight, what would it be? 
Uh, it, it, there's a new black bike that hasn't been seen. I've been putting up little sections here and there, but um, <clears throat> I'll actually be on that tomorrow. Can you so, tell uh, us about it? Um, it's for a good guy, a customer in Manhattan, actually. It's a shovelhead. Mm-hmm. Um, a little collaboration we did with Barry at Accurate Engineering on the motor. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably 90, maybe 95% black. Okay. Um, we just wanted which to dial everything in. Which is rare for you guys. It, which is rare. Usually we've got that Easter egg, you know, boom, Liberace, we love yeah. it. Kind of like, <laughs> you know, and, and we love it. But we just thought, you know what? Um, let's just change it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did that with the, the basically the the latest, the two latest motorcycles. Uh, one's going to actually okay. be on the cover of Hot Bike soon. Okay. And that one, we just refer to it as Whitey. Um, okay. And then we've got this one that's all black, and I've heard that it's slated for something, but I don't, I don't know what. I'm very excited about that because we did new triple trees for these Olin legs that nobody's really using. There's a bunch of neat parts on there for us, from taillights to headlights to help <clears throat> the headlight brackets. We have a good good amount of stuff that's going to be coming off on on this bike that you'll see soon in the, in the very near future in our parts section. Very cool. So there is a lot of well, think, Yeah, we'll have to... I'll. I'll keep up with everything that you guys are posting and I'll make sure I repost it to our page so people can keep up with that because I'm sure they'd like to see it. Um, do you know what bikes you're taking to Daytona yet? No. No. no this black bike <laughs> I could say will be there. Um, okay. Whitey will be there. Probably take three or four bikes but I really don't know okay. what the other two All would right. be. Um you know, so it'll, and then it depends on who's coming and <laughs> Yeah. We'll probably yeah. leave we'll a bike over at Billy Lane's. Yeah. He's got a nice little store on Main Street. We'll probably stick Yeah, the, he does. Uh, stick the chain of mystery in there and an old bike and a new bike probably. That's cool. Very cool. Yeah. Well Well, I'm sure everybody will see you riding around down there, so that way we'll get to see that black bike. Um, Tell everybody where they can find you on social media and about your website and all that, all the ways they can get in touch with you. Sure. So our website's simple, IndianLarry.com. Kind of has a little Mm -hmm. bit of everything. Um, Social media, which continues to blow my mind, um, we got a face, which you is guys a have a killer page. following. <laughs> We're very grateful for what we have going on. I don't know if it's a killer following. I know it's uh, it, it, it's a goofy way in my eyes to say we must be doing something right because, yes, it's been 11 and a half years since I passed. And a lot's gone on in 11 and a half years. We, we could have faded away. Or we mm-hmm. could have possibly grown in some other directions. We've chose to kind of like just hold on to what we've had and, and look at like, you know, what we've got is what we've got. And, um, you know, and these kind of weird numbers, how just how social media works, uh, it's it's funny. But uh, yeah. that, you know, 
Facebook. It's Indian Larry Motorcycles. Um, and then Instagram, just Indian Larry Motorcycles. We don't do Twitter. I, I did a little bit of that. I, it irritated the shit out of me. So um, I hear you. <laughs> I don't believe I don't believe anybody's doing that unless they they're doing it and they're not telling me. No, I just have everything set to automatically post there. I don't even go on there. Anything that we post on Facebook or Instagram automatically goes to Twitter, and I never even have to pull it up. Ah, <laughs> uh, see, I, I didn't set it up like that. I felt when I put it on Facebook, I'll put something different on Instagram. I'll put something different yeah. on Twitter, and then it just bugged me, and I said, well, fuck it. I'll do different stuff on Instagram, Facebook, and, you know. I kind of juggle between yeah. uh, Genuine Motor Works, uh, Indian Larry Motorcycles, and the Aiden Jack Seeger Foundation. <clears throat> yeah. So I kind of do those on Instagram, Facebook, and keep busy. Yeah, you do. Uh, if you guys have not checked out his social media, you got to do it. You'll find some funny pictures, some serious pictures with some bad motorcycles, and you'll be able to keep up with everything that they're doing there. Um, Bobby, I want to thank you so much for coming on finally. Um, I'm glad to be able to let you talk to my listeners a little bit and tell them about what you guys have going on. And um, now I'll have to kind of keep them connected with you through social media so they can see what you have going on uh, from here on out. Well, that's great. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah, and I'll see you in Daytona. If I don't see you before then, I'm sure I'll see you in Daytona. And uh, we'll have to, I'll take some pictures of all the bikes you bring down for everybody to see. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, Bobby. Have a good night. All right, Chloe. Yeah, good evening. All right. You too. Bye-bye. All right, guys. So, like I said, super excited to finally have Bobby Seeger on from Indian Larry Motorcycles. Um, I talked to him a lot about it. I've talked to him several times in the past, but we're finally now having him on. Now, you guys have heard me say um, throughout the day, I've posted a couple of times on social media about a special announcement that we have tonight, and I can't wait to talk to you about it. So I'm going to go ahead and bring on four different guys, and we're going to make the announcement together. So, uh, John, you guys with us? Yes, we're here. All right. We're so here. tell me who all you – okay, so John – if you guys are listening, John Connor from Raw Edge is on with us. Uh, John, tell me who you have with you. I have my partners, Brian, Tim, and Matt. Okay. Um, so, first of all, I want you to tell me a little bit about – we talked to you before on air, but tell the listeners in case they didn't listen. Tell us about your company. Tell us about the concept and what you guys have going on. Okay, so we are based out of Phoenix, Arizona, and we are specializing in graphics airbrushing um, on custom motorcycles for custom paint, fabrications, all the great stuff that brings the bike to life. Okay. Hey, John, are you guys by chance in the same room together? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, I'm getting some kind of feedback. not not killing me, but I can hear you, and then I hear you again coming through other people's phones. <laughs> oh, really? So, um, yeah, yeah. Kind of I'm leaving. Brian's leaving. TOL flashback right now. <laughs> Get out of here, Brian. 
<laughs> so you guys have a super cool concept that I was really interested in from the get-go, and we've had some really cool conversations um, over the past few weeks. And uh, you decided that you would like to join our team and do a little advertising with us and partnership, and that's our big announcement, guys. We're going to have the guys from Raw Edge are going to be doing a lot of stuff with this. Um, you'll start hearing their commercials on the show. You're going to start seeing more information about them on our website, on our social media, and we're going to partner up at some events and things like that. So um, one of the things that we talked about, uh, John, is doing um, some giveaways and stuff like that. So not specifically. I know we haven't planned one yet, but can you tell us about giveaways that you guys have done in the past that people can maybe look forward to so they'll, they'll know what kind of giveaways you do? Yeah, I mean, we we did, um, in the past, we did some uh, cash giveaways, actually. And um, we also gave away some uh, hats and shirts from um, some builders, some local builders here in Phoenix, uh, you know, like Dirty Bird and Trask. And mm-hmm. um, we also gave away a paint job, actually, as well. Um, right. So we're actually looking to uh, bring more of that and uh, bring better things to the table as well. And, um, you know, one of the great things about Raw Edge is what we feel blessed, I feel blessed about, is um, having some of the best people in the industry actually working under one roof, which is actually pretty amazing in itself. Uh, yeah, you do. Tell us pain. about that. Well, you have uh, Tim Lowry and um, you have Matt, which both within themselves are considered, you know, two of the top artists in the industry for airbrushing and different things that they do. And it's actually pretty amazing. Um, we're going to start videoing uh, some of the processes as they're working. And, you know, we'll start posting that stuff live where you guys can actually see these two guys work together. And believe awesome. it or not, they will actually work on the exact same project at the exact same time. And you were and telling me about that. Uh, and and I, it's, yeah, it's, it's rare that two artists can work together. And the way that you, the way that I understood it coming from you is they – kind of they kind of grow off each other and and they they get ideas off each other which like I said is rare. I mean most of the time you put one artist with another artist and they don't have the same style or they don't use the same technique but for your guys to be able to work together is unheard of. Yeah, I, I think what it boils down to just from the short period of time that I've worked with the both of them and just seeing the things that they've done um which is amazing actually some of the stuff that they're doing right now. Um, they're very, they're, they're definitely at the, uh, highest, you know, potential of where they can be. I mean, obviously anybody can grow, but they definitely, their potential is so strong at this point. And I think that the respect level that they have for each other and, mm-hmm. um, in, in being in that same category together and, um, being experienced with what they're doing is, they're just they're actually challenging each other and they they work off of that they they benefit from that and they they make each other better and it's just it's fun watching them you know do it at the same time and you know they they um they come up with you know the renderings together they they do all those you know the work together so it's it, it's actually pretty amazing and we're going to have a bunch of videos for you guys to see it it's pretty cool so well, I can't wait I know uh I posted a few days ago a short video of some uh, work that you guys did on a tank for Easy Rider. 
for the Easy Rider show as a trophy, I think. We got yeah, it was a it was a really good response that we got off that. Everybody was like, "Holy cow, that's so sick!" So I love that you guys do stuff like that, and um, I can't wait to see more of it. I, I think that our listeners are really going to like keeping up with you guys and seeing what comes next. Yeah, and and they're getting ready to not just off of video. I mean, we're going to be in Daytona. Um, we have our own setup out there. We're bringing a rig down there, and uh, we're going to have quite a few bikes there. Uh, next is, you know, we have Arizona, which we're going to have some new new stuff in Arizona, for, you know, that's different from Daytona. And, you know, within two two short bike weeks, you're pretty much going to see a variety that that really it just expands to the extent that you can't believe under one roof that all that can be done. So wow. it's going to be pretty amazing to see, yeah. I'm very excited right. and anxious to get this out. Yeah, yeah, and I'm excited. I I told you the other day that I want to plan to come by and see your place in April when I come out for Arizona Bike Week. So I'm excited because I think you guys are probably going to blow me away. I don't think that I have any idea in my mind what you guys actually have going on because I know it's going to be incredible. Yeah. You know, one other thing, I love working with these guys, you know, like Tim and Matt. They – and Brian as well. I mean, you know, he's he's got an extensive background and a very good reputation in the industry as well. But they all love working with everybody else as well. So it's not this is not a company that's going out to attack and um, you know try to just take over and you know those types of attitudes. I mean, we're these guys that we have over here at Raw Edge. Raw Edge is really all the guys here are really you know the industry means a lot to them. What they do means uh-huh. a lot to them. And, you know, they were bringing up some ideas, like for Bike Week, to have, you know, a little, I don't know, Tim, Matt, you were talking about it to me, about I don't know what you would call it, but basically all the artists get together and they have an, a, a time where the artists can get together, sit in a room, and work on some projects together uh, for a couple days and present it, you know, on stage at Bike Week and, and really get to kind of all know each other and work together mm-hmm. and help each other grow in the industry together. And that that's what was kind of amazing about it as well for me, is just kind of watching that kind of stuff take place. So, no, that's, that's super cool. cool. Now, do you guys, um, for the painters, do you guys have individually, do you have specific styles that you you like the best? I wouldn't uh, say they do. But I'm going to let them speak for for them here. Okay. Go ahead, guys. Um, this is Tim. My personal style and strong points are um, portraits and pinups, mostly women. Um, for Matt, okay. it's go ahead, Matt. Um, I I, I prefer the uh, like the darker, more evil, sinister style. Um, demons and you know, skulls and evil faces and whatnot. But uh, I think Tim and I both kind of have strengths in, in both of those of those uh-huh. types of images. Um, but, uh, you know, in often, you know, we just got done with a bike and uh, it was largely a lot of skull, skull work. And um, we had some visitors come through the shop and they couldn't tell, you know, who did the skulls. They, they would ask me who did this yeah. and who did that one. And I had to tell them which one because our our style 
kind of just it meshed in that you know on that one project and uh yeah you know we, we kind of uh brought it together you know so that's very cool i'm sure with you guys working together on the same project you're able to to a do something really unique and b you can probably knock things out a little quicker than a lot of these painters that only do one project at a time and work solo yeah, you feel that way? Pretty convenient that way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we can. Uh, I know. We can. We can finish each other's work if we have to. If one guy needs to cut out for the night, um, <laughs> you know, yeah. the other guy can pick up where he left and just rock and roll. So it's pretty. It's pretty wow. convenient having that. Yeah, that's, that's a really unique thing you guys have going on, and a lot of artists wouldn't want that. A lot of artists wouldn't feel comfortable with somebody else finishing their artwork. So you guys must have a lot of confidence in each other. Yep, we should definitely, do. Definitely. Very cool. Well, what is, what do you have going on at the shop right now? What can you tell us? Like, if somebody walks in right now, what are they going to see? Um, what projects do you have going on right now? Can you tell us a little bit about it? Sure. Um, well, we have a couple different projects going on. Uh, Art-wise, art we have, um, you know, we have a, a pretty interesting project uh, for uh, Baggers, Inc. Um, it's mm-hmm. a uh, horror-themed bike, so it's all the, the main horror, um, you know, characters of the, uh, you know, the 80s and the 90s uh, horror films. So you mm-hmm. got Chucky, you have Jason, Freddy, um, Mike Myers, um, you have uh, The Exorcist, um you know, just a ton of different characters, kind of from Tim and I's, you know, our our childhood growing up and watching all these mm-hmm. movies. Tim Tim's quite the uh, movie fanatic, and I, I, I've watched a pretty good <laughs> amount of movies myself. So that's well, that's, that's a cool. fun project. Yeah, Very I just posted cool. some some images on uh, on Facebook and Instagram as well. Got a pretty good response from that. Okay, now. John, I don't think you were able to make it, but did you, any of you guys go to Kansas City last weekend? No, uh, I, I did. There. I got fortunate enough to go. This is Brian. Hey, Brian. <laughs> hey, How Al. was it? Oh, it's fantastic show. Great showing. A lot of bikes, a lot of good bikes. Um, it's a pretty good event. I mean, it's not a big, huge event, but for the size of it, uh, there's a lot of nice stuff there to look at, you know. A lot of great paint jobs, a yeah. lot of great bikes. Yeah, I saw a lot of good pictures, a lot of cool bikes out there. DA performance racked up, yeah. it looked like. <laughs> yeah, Pete and yeah. they they killed it, man. They they always come with their A game, and basically when you come yeah. down there, that's what you're expecting to see, and that's what they deliver, you know? Yeah. There are a couple of characters, though, let me tell you, but they're, uh, they got their <laughs> uh, they got their, their craft down, that's for sure. Yeah. No, no, I like it, and it, it seems like the show went really well. Um, you guys are going to be partnering up. I wanted to bring this up, and I totally forgot about it, so I'm glad we're talking about it. Um, you guys have partnered up also with Baddest Baggers, so people are going to be able to see you guys represented at all the Baddest Baggers this year, right? Yes, that's correct. Okay. And so and the next one, Jade. Daytona, I believe. So you guys, you said you're going to be set up in Daytona. Do you know where you're going to be set up yet? As of now, now, yes, I got all that. Uh, As of now, (laughs) on Main Street, right where, if you're coming uh, into Daytona, 
off a of beach. You go up over the bridge. Uh, you come mm-hmm. to Main Street. We're going to be on the, I believe it's going to be the west side of Main Street, uh, setting up. Okay. So far as I know, we're going to be setting up with Jesse Rook and MTX with John Show. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. That it's, yeah. I'm it's going to be, it's see gonna what be fun, brings you know? out too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It always comes with day game too, you know. Yeah, and our uh, our hard drive rep was showing us. He just uh, he met Jesse for the first time the other day, which was funny because I was like, "Oh, you've never even met him before." He goes, "Yeah, yeah, I got to meet him today and showed some of the new parts that he's coming out with, and he's really yeah. stepping it up and bringing himself into the bagger world." So I'm anxious to see. Yeah, yeah, he uh, definitely he is. Out there. And anybody that can get on his website and look at some of the material he's pushing out, he's uh, he's doing some great work out there. Really good work. Yeah. For the most part, yeah, a lot I of these guys that the are showing up Daytona, they know they got to come with, you know. And uh, oh, yeah. that's where you, all the best of the best are going to go. And uh, that's where we believe we need to be. And that's why uh, me and John sat down and figured uh, we're going to do it. That's the first big show we need to hit. And that's where we're going to start rattling traps. Yeah. Oh, it's, that's a good plan because, you know, it's unfortunate. A lot of people from the West Coast or, you know, Midwest to West Coast don't come over to Daytona because it is a far ride. Um, yeah, but exactly. it's going to be huge this year. So for you guys to be able to make the trip out there and plan on kind of doing a big uh, debut unveiling out there, it's going to be good for you. Yeah, and everybody stop down. You know, when uh, when you get into Daytona, come and see us. We'll have a lot of Matt uh, and uh, Tim's art set up out there and some bikes with some incredible paint jobs. Um, it's going to be worth stopping by and checking out. And we're right next to all the bars, too, so, you know. It's on the way in. <laughs> You'll find yeah, me inside the trailer. Be over you guys want to have anyway. a drink? Yeah. <laughs> well, you guys will find me inside my office right now with my feet on my desk, and I got some of Dave's famous stuff sitting here next to me. So that's what oh, happens boy. when you get cut off from the radio <laughs> conversation. <laughs> <laughs> this one's for you guys I, out in the front room. This stuff is dangerous. Very dangerous. No, it's not. It's I fantastic. It's fantastic, but dangerous. Have you had the uh, white grape? Yeah, it's fantastic and dangerous if you're one person, and you know who that is, right? Bug Magoon. Oh, dear Lord, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, you you heard about the story. I guess Dave let the cat out of the bag. I had CPS at my house the next day after you guys told your uh, radio show. That's right. You're the what? bad parents. I remember that one. I'm the bad parent that left my kid with Doug Magoon. Oh, yeah. That's you? Do what I do. <laughs> it's I a learning process. You. <laughs> yeah, that's me. I was I was like, who in their right mind would leave their kid with Doug? <laughs> well, if see the Dave's gonna blame it on me. He said he marked one bottle. And he said this one's oh. super potent. I didn't hit I didn't get that. Of course I'd already been drinking half the day. So when when uh, Magoon came up, he grabbed that bottle, and, of course, I poured him one, and then 15 minutes later, Doug or Dave comes by and tells me that was the wrong one for Doug to have, and the next thing you know, he's spinning like a top and doesn't know where he's at. So my kid was only the uh, – my kid had to go to chaperone him, you know. That's too Which funny. Which kid had, works here now to chaperone? Yeah. Brian, so – he drives Brian home every day too. Yes, he has to. 
That's too funny. We won't tell anybody. Don't you guys need to stop now? Yeah, please. Let's keep that amongst ourselves. (laughs) I'm glad nobody heard that. All right. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm excited about doing some stuff with you guys. Um, We're going to really hit it hard when we get going because uh, I know you guys have a lot of stuff to show off. And once you get rolling, especially after Daytona, it's going to get crazy. So I'm very, very happy and excited to have you on my team. And um, I hope we do some really cool stuff. Now, I'm excited even more that, John, you said that your guys are willing to do some videos because a lot of people don't even want to be on the radio, not to miss videos. So I'm going to have to get with you guys on doing some some cool videos, especially whenever we do the contest and giveaways and stuff. That'll be fun. Courtney, just videos of us are going to be cool. Yeah. We'll we'll limit those. But – I'm, I think what okay. we, you know, we talked about doing too is, you know, is actually uh, doing videos of every project we do with the GoPros, and then that way mm-hmm. when the customer we we deli- you know deliver the bike, they're going to get a copy of that as well. So there's going to be there's going to be videos for everything. Yeah, no, that'll be really cool. People will like to see that. Um, I know here at the shop. A lot of people want, and it's hard because we have so many projects going on at once that people are like, oh, can you take pictures of the process the whole time? And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to promise because it's a lot to keep up with. But if you just mount the GoPro and, and do it that way, you guys will be good. Yeah, we're the number one customer for GoPro right now. <laughs> yeah, Tim's got, Tim has got a lot of exciting, a lot of exciting, funny footage already. Yeah? Good. Yeah, you got to shoot it over a, my way. <laughs> we will. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, um, I'm going to say um, this week we'll start definitely putting some stuff out on our social media, and I want to get a blog po- post up uh, just with the announcement and some information about your company. So we'll get together on that and kind of talk about what point you want me to hit in that. And um, we're, we'll really blast it out and make sure that we send as many people your way as we can and we'll make this a cool partnership for everybody. I think the listeners are going to be excited about it. Yeah, I think it'd be great. I know uh, Tim and Matt are really looking forward to, you know, working with just, you know, the people that are calling in, you know. So when we get these times when yeah. we're doing this, Tim and Matt are on the radio, but, you know, for a short period of time, People need to take advantage of it. They're working on something, need some ideas, whatever it is. I mean, these guys are going to put them in the right direction. They have no problems with that. Yeah. Yeah, so. and that that is something cool that we'll be able to bring them so that people can actually call in and talk to your painters, which is Yeah, that's really and just cool. to rephrase, it has nothing to do with doing it here. I mean, you could be in Washington uh-huh. and trying to come up with an idea and your bike's at a shop or wherever it's at, and, you know, you're looking for some ideas, feel free to call in. These guys love helping, you know, helping with that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I'd just okay. like to say, too, that's probably one of the best things that I like about this, uh, working with these guys, is when you call in, you're not just talking to some guy that's pushing sales. You're talking to the actual artist. These guys are fantastic right. to talk to. You give, them, you give them just one little tidbit of information, and they'll throw and spew all kinds of stuff back at you, and it's, it's actually kind of cool listening to these guys talk and work together. It's, uh, and I told John this, and I heard you guys, you know, talking about it earlier, is, it's actually amazing to me. I've never seen two artists with that big of a gift that actually don't butt heads because somebody's always thinking that he's got a, a better idea to work with. These guys actually will bow to one another and give way with their idea if they think it's going to work better 
than the other guys. It's fantastic. It's it's amazing. It's just something. Yeah. That, uh, you know, Courtney, you come by here, you'll see these guys, and it's just it's amazing how they uh, actually operate together. It's it's I've never seen it before, and it's it's killer. And they, you get so much well, more I- product. You get so much more pop pop out of your paint. I mean, these guys just I can't say enough. Well, very cool. You guys will have to forward me some pictures over that I can post of stuff that you've been working on recently so we can show some of your work off. Oh, okay. The work. Okay. All right. Well, I'm excited, guys. Um, We'll get some posts up soon uh, over the next couple days to kind of introduce everybody that didn't get to listen. Um, The podcast will be available as well, so you guys can help put that out. Uh, that never goes away. So people can always go to wideopenradioshow.com. You can pull up podcasts from four or five years ago, and they'll always be able to listen to them. So um, thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. Um, I'm going to go ahead and close out here, talk about a couple of things, but I appreciate your time, and we'll be talking to you guys soon. Thank you, Courtney. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. All right. Talk to you soon. All right. right, Later. Bye. All right, guys, so before we close the show out, um, I just want to talk for just a second about a couple more things that are going on around here. Um, I told you last week we had Thunder by the Bay here in Sarasota that uh, wrapped up. Huge event, but I do want to bring up that there's been a little bit of controversy about the people who live downtown in Sarasota who don't want the event to be there anymore. So there's a lot of uh, talk going around about that. If you guys are locals here in Florida, make sure you uh, find the right outlet to let people know that, or to let the right people know that we want the event to stay here in Sarasota. Um, it brings a ton of income to the to the community. Um, the hotels for 25 miles out are completely booked out. Um, it, it just is a no-brainer to have that event here, and for people to not want it here kind of blows my mind. So I, I want all of us to do the best that we can to um, let it be known that we want that event to stay here. Uh, we also had Gibtown Bike Week last week. I wasn't able to make it up to that, but I heard it went pretty well. Like I said, Quaker Steak. Uh, Builder Invitational is this coming weekend, so you'll see some posts from there. And I believe that's about it for now, guys. Next week we have uh, Tim McNamara from Ballistic coming on, which is going to be an awesome show. I can't wait to talk to Tim. Uh, You guys have seen the dual hubless wheel bikes that they have going on, so we're definitely going to talk about that. And I'm hoping we'll have some callers to uh, ask some questions about that because that's something you don't see every day. Uh, So, again, guys, tune in next Thursday. That'll be January 28th already. That's crazy. Uh, We'll be on at 7 p.m. In the meantime, you can always check out our Facebook page. We have our group page. If you're not a part of that, make sure you request to be a member. Uh, It's free, totally free, but you just have to ask to be added. Uh, It's Wide Open Radio, um, Custom Motorcycle Talk Radio on Facebook. So find that like our Facebook page, and if you want to hear more episodes of Wide Open Radio, you can go to wideopenradioshow.com. Check out our blog section for details about events and specials that are going on in the motorcycle industry. And we will see you guys back next week here on Wide Open Radio. Everybody have a great week.